welcome to the Harmony and Healing podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care with health and wellness. I'm Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, certified personal trainer, writer, and now podcaster coming to you from Lansing, Michigan with my co-host. Reen Emily, I am in Tallahassee, Florida, and I am a trumpet player, guitar player, photographer, and I do a little bit of painting. Today in our second episode, we're going to talk about our strategies to find motivation in our lives. Honestly, I've been such a mess with motivation. I was telling Jazzy this earlier. I have to do a recital like two weeks from now, and I've been such a mess with moving myself, but baby steps, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with the pandemic ending, it's just been, okay, I have to actually start doing things again now, actually practicing just in case a gig comes on the horizon. It's very weird going from having zero motivation to play to all of a sudden everyone banging down my door to play everything at the same time. So let's just start with some some tips you have. Okay, so my first tip when you're trying to find motivation is to use the five-minute rule. So the five-minute rule is basically any activity you need to get done or you're trying to find motivation. If you don't have motivation to do it, you just tell yourself you're going to do five minutes of it. So let's say you want to go on a run and you don't feel like running. You just make yourself run for five minutes. And if you feel like you want to keep running after that, then you keep going. If you don't, then you just stop and call it a day. Um, my first tip for motivation is um, having a why. I think it's really important to have like an end game and a purpose, like why you're doing what you're doing if you want to get yourself to do it. That's like the core of my motivations, at least um, for my physical health my motivation for working out is I always like feel better mentally my mind is clear and I just feel like better overall so that's my motivation for working out my motivation for playing trumpet is I love trumpet and I love like the energy and joy that puts in the world so I'm trying to like maintain that craft and that gift so I can just like keep putting out that energy in the world how how would you give people I guess a tip to find a why because I know it's easy to say you have a why but for some people that's even more difficult than just finding motivation to do the thing in the first place a really good piece of advice I got from the coffee and clark's podcast when they had Alfonso Horn on is um he thought of his life from death backwards when a teacher at Florida State um, Ronnie Jordan told him to in his first lesson he was like yeah I'm not wasting my time and lessons with you until you know what you want to do from your deathbed back and I was like excuse me <laughs> like that sounds so extreme but like it's really interesting so he thought about his life from death back like being a trumpet player was still in that plan which is nice but um when I thought of my life from death back being the trumpet player was definitely still in that plan but it wasn't like the same plan as I thought it would be like when I was thinking of myself in like shorter increments because seeing myself like right now at Florida State and the people around me my thoughts were oh, well, maybe I want to teach at, like, a PWI and, like, you know, play in an orchestra forever and, like, focusing more on, like, New York Phil-oriented goals and, like, primarily white institutions. But then when I thought of my life from death back, I definitely want to do more, like, help in urban communities and working with, like, Black students and, like, uplifting Black people to feel more comfortable in classes and music, which led me to, like, you know, more of an outreach role in the Chromatic Brass Collective and, a better end game with working with the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra instead of like grad school for me. So thinking of yourself from like the end game back just makes the why really clear. Like what is the stuff you want to be able to say you got done in the rocking chair? Like how do you want to say your life looked when you did it all? Like I want to say that I was healthy in my 20s and I didn't like waste the body that I had and I kept myself as strong as I could 
and I learned like my fullest potential physically, mentally, and spiritually. All right. Good advice. What was your next point, Jazzy? Uh, my next point is using rewards and treats strategically. So an author I follow very frequently, is her name is Gretchen Rubin, and she talks about the difference between rewards and treats. Rewards are things that you get for doing something, whereas treats are things you just get to get. So using rewards and treats in order to start a task would be um, as a reward saying, okay, if I practice for 15 minutes today, I can go get something later. Usually you want to make a reward something that's relevant to the activity. So if you're trying to reward yourself for completing a half marathon, then buy running shoes, don't go and buy ice cream because that kind of defeats the purpose of what you were doing. Um, treats also are very useful too because with rewards, you can sometimes create a dependence on the reward. So you're only doing something for a reward, whereas treats, you're just going to get it regardless. And it's just to kind of celebrate yourself for existing and you're not developing that dependency on starting an activity. So what things do you like keep as treats and what things do you reserve as rewards? So for treats, I tend to focus on, I guess, foods. There's this nutrition shake thing i don't know if anybody knows about the herbal life shakes but they are amazing and mm -hmm. they have these stores that are kind of opening up like popping up across the country so like there's there's two of them in my area right now there's one across the street which has been a problem because i've accidentally been creating it like a reward for my long runs um and buying way too many of them but <laughs> either way they've been really good to help me just feel better after a run because they are relatively healthy I'm not endorsing Herbalife. I'm not, they're not <laughs> making anything off this podcast, but they are really good shakes. Yes. <laughs> Have you had them? No, but it sounds yummy. What flavor do you get? Oh, there's so many. There's like, there's like 50 flavors at one of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite's like red velvet Oreo. It's just it's so good. It tastes like ice cream. It's only 250 calories with like 26 ah. grams of protein. I'll find one in Baltimore. Yeah. You're like, I am finding one in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I have like a list of things already that I like need to find in Baltimore or else I'll be like big sad. Um, definitely Crystal Shop. I need to find like a decent coffee shop or Jazzy's going to teach me how to make coffee so capitalism can stop winning with me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, wait, so that's what your reward is. What do you keep as like a treat for yourself that you don't need to earn? Um, treats, they tend to be things... Like, okay, I'll just take time off of practicing in order to go on a walk or something. Because for me, I like to, I prefer moving over practicing. I, I just use that there or just buying myself things. Like I treated myself to a euphonium earlier this year. That's not like an occasional treat. Uh, I mean, it's a very occasional treat. You don't buy an instrument every year. So it was just something to just kind of celebrate myself for what I was able to do this past year. Big mood. I got myself my semi-hollow guitar in November because I was like, I don't know, girl. I feel like you did a lot in the house, more than you could have done in the house. And I feel like you deserve a new treat. <laughs> so I got my guitar, Angel. The next tip I have is um, planning in advance. I already know that myself in my day-to-day -day is very, like, go with the flow, lazy, like, just does whatever I want. I'm a bit of a hedonist at my core. So if I never like take the time to like sit there and be like, no, Brie, these are the priorities. These are the things that will get done. I will very much just like sit around and like watch TikTok and Netflix and completely forget about my responsibilities if there isn't like some higher self version of me that plans the day in advance. 
and I'm actually like even though I am like a hedonist at my core when like higher self Brie kicks in and like plans the day I respect her <laughs> and it's hard for me to like argue with her because like when I sit and plan my day it's like usually like by the hour or two and like I'll sit there and be like okay well if you wake up at 8 a.m you gotta practice like three being a trumpet player is so weird because you're supposed to like try to like do um an hour or like the recommended healthy structure is like hour chunks throughout the day because you can't really go at it all at once so it's like okay well if I wake up at 8 a.m and then I eat breakfast and lunch then I should be practicing by like 10 a.m <laughs> that type of day and I know while I'm sitting there once it's planned like well Brie if you don't start practicing now then you're already off schedule because <laughs> I know the day has like a rhythm to it when I see it on paper but when I'm just living my life I'm like I don't know it'll get done the sun's up you got time. Time's just a concept. Do you really need to worry? <laughs> you as a Virgo laughing at me thinking time is a concept. <laughs> it is. You're not it wrong. Is. It is. And it's made it so much harder for me to show up on time ever since I learned that. I'm like, <laughs> I think they can deal with me being five minutes late because time is a social construct created to just chain me to capitalism. So I'm like, ah... I'll give myself five. What are minutes? <laughs> so how do you how do you prioritize things when you're planning your schedules? There's something magic about me with a pen and a paper in front of me. I know what needs to get done when I'm in that state. I'm always like, well, you gotta trumpet. Like I said, you gotta trumpet for three hours. It's gotta happen at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> you gotta eat, kid. When are you eating? You gotta drink water. When are you drinking your water? <laughs> like it's very, all of a sudden, I actually care about like my Maslow hierarchy once I sit down and think about it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I am aware of like the, uh, I usually base things on like a timing structure and then like the core things that need to get done. So it's like my core things are trumpet, like I said, um, trumpet and eating. <laughs> That's like the only core things to my schedule that always stay. Yeah. <laughs> three hours of trumpet and three meals <laughs> a day. If I'm feeling like, then like around that, I'm like, okay, so now that that's planned in the day, then I'm thinking, okay, so what do I need to get done within like my time constraints of life at the moment? If I'm doing schoolwork, I'm like looking at the schoolwork for the week and I'm trying to see what needs to get done. And I'm like, okay, bop, 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 that's getting done in time. And then once I'm past schoolwork, because girls got to graduate, that's priority numero uno. Then it's side projects and hustles like chromatic brass and this podcast. And I'm like, okay, so now that I'm graduating and breathing on that end, you practice, you're eating. Now we can talk about the side hustles, you know? <laughs> well, actually, correction, I do kind of think about my fitness before I think about my side hustles. I will try to plan like running or yoga before I like really get into side hustles unless there's like an impending doom project like chromatic brasses debut tomorrow. <laughs> I definitely like <laughs> am prioritizing chromatic brass over my workouts at the moment. Cause I'm like, yeah, our debut's tomorrow. I need to be like checking things and doing things like we need to record today. So like I didn't run this morning because I was like, yeah, you know, like today's more of a side project day. It's not as much of a workout day. But when I'm looking at the full week, I'll like keep that in mind and throw in more of a workout later. Okay. Do you tend to plan like the week in advance or do you do day by day each hour? It depends on the life that I'm living. So like there's certain things that I definitely will plan by the week. Like when I'm in school and like when I was music ed and doing like 10 classes, like you gotta see the week or else you're playing like a constant catch up game if you're not looking at the full week. 
But right now in my life, I kind of like fail myself more when I plan the week because someone else will ruin my week and I'll be too bitter to do the work, <laughs> which is bad because it's like now that I'm more of a performance, like hybrid lifestyle, people are constantly like, you know, like messaging me off the blue, like, hey, can you do this real quick? But if I plan my week in advance, I'm furious because no, I can't do that real quick. I already planned the week. I'm locked in, baby, <laughs> you know? But if I'm planning day by day and being nice to the structures I'm working in so I can be more flexible, then I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, you know, I'll, I'll map that in tomorrow, but respectfully, it's not happening today because personal boundaries. What do you feel like is better for your lifestyle right now, weekly or daily planning? Or do you like not plan? Oh, man. Okay. So I, the last few weeks have been a mess for me because I've been like on vacation and I was training for that duathlon that I had. And then mm-hmm. I have all the stuff that I need to be getting done. And then I'm just kind of going day by day because I'm moving next week and I don't want to leave my boyfriend. So I'm trying to plan that all like out together. And that's kind of taken priority, even though it shouldn't, because I need to record something. Oh um, my gosh. I hate that. Like it, that type of thing always makes me so sad. Cause it's like, that should take priority though <laughs> you know there's special exceptions like that where it's like yeah I gotta say bye to my boo I'm sorry um group chats that keep spamming me I'm not gonna reply today <laughs> yeah but usually like I start well I was starting every single day like I would write out my schedule for the day like I always like you said plan three meals a day I tend to prioritize working out over um practicing especially right now because I don't have anything I'm practicing for mm-hmm. but so for me, day by day is kind of better because then like when random meetings pop up, then it makes more sense. And then like, obviously I'll have my meetings planned for the week. So then like by the day, like I can move things around them or whatnot, especially now that I don't really have an established schedule either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, How is your Baltimore transition looking like talking about planning? Do you have a place you're going to right now? Yeah, I have a new apartment that I'm excited for. It's a two bedroom. So I have like a guest room if anyone wants to come to Baltimore and visit me. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So are you gonna be like practicing well, you are going to Peabody, so you'll have a practice room. I'm gonna be practicing in the apartment that I have. Like mm. it's a nice space. I think it's like a ten, twenty feet ceiling or something like that. Okay. So I haven't seen it. My parents went to look at it for me. Um Aww. but yeah, they said I can practice in the building, so I'm going to take advantage of that, definitely. Nice, nice. Yeah, I emailed the fellowship about, like, how am I going to practice, and they were like, you can go in our facilities after 5 p.m., and then it's just, like, my trumpet brain is like, I literally can't. I literally would die. I would die if I can't do morning fundamentals. Like, it's, it's like my only consistency as a trumpet player throughout the whole pandemic is I wake up a fundamental you know so I'm like I definitely need to find an apartment no they still haven't told me what neighborhoods I can look in that will be like near the schools that they're sending me to so I haven't been able to like start an apartment search which is making me feel more and more antsy the closer I get to my end my lease here my lease here ends in 30 days oh 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 god that's coming up yeah yep and I graduate the day before the lease ends so it's like you know what I don't want to (laughs) do be panicking about my recital my graduation and my moving within the same 10 days but it's looking like that's just how the dice are gonna roll <laughs> look in mount vernon look in mount vernon yeah yeah. That's what is. yeah i'm probably gonna be checking out that building if it's like practicable it's like they were saying i probably couldn't practice in a building because you know 
um, bad neighborhoods and attracting attention you don't want vibes. But oh. if I can find some type of like noise proof vibe, you know, somewhere I can die quietly. <laughs> I love a good place that they could murder me in. <laughs> That's just ideal for me as a brass player. I just like knowing that I could die there and no one would know. And I want to get a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to be um, soundproof and pet friendly. My next point is using postponing strategically. Now, postponing isn't procrastinating. Um, they sound very similar. Postponing is putting off a task until like a little bit later if you can't find motivation in the moment, whereas procrastinating just kind of happens. So you don't want it to just happen that you put something off. You want to deliberately put it off, if that makes any sense. I appreciate this new definition of postponing. I'm a big, um, I procrastinate at my wash day, like way too long, way too long. Yeah. And like, um, if you are not a black woman with natural hair, then like, you may not get the process. But like, I decided to do like a pre-mask. So I put a mask in my hair and my hair is so defined right now because that mask was in my hair for a whole day <laughs> before I washed it out. Because um, I'm a mess. Um, it's a good time, though. Yeah, your hair does look great. I mean, the audience can't see it, but it looks it looks fly, spot on. Thank you, thank you. Just wait till I stretch it. Just wait till I stretch it. It's over. <laughs> I'm still debating straightening my hair or like doing something with my hair for my recital, but mm. I don't know. I'm kind of like mixed reviews on the topic of hair. I try to keep it as natural as I can to be a good role model or whatever. My next point was going to be um, being intentional about your why and like your planning. And like at, once you're in the activity, you still have to do it with like the intention of your why. If you want to see like real work get done and to feel like constantly motivated in the process. So it's like, I want to be a good trumpet player so I can like put good energy out in the world and be a positive role model, right? You know how I can't be a good positive role model? I sound like trash. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like roasting myself throughout the whole process because I'm like, come on, come on. Just, I'm not even like, it's nice to have like a better, like more core why than the why I had before because my why before of like, well, because I want to be principal of the New York Film someday. And it's like, okay, that's not like, realistic or like really appropriate to compare myself in as a 22 year old you know like yeah. <laughs> looking back on it it's like okay like everyone who's ever done that job is definitely like 30 and definitely had like smaller orchestra jobs before that and like they never went from like nothing to principal of the new york phil it's a process babe just let yourself go through it um yeah so now it's more of like instead of like oh my god well you need to sound good or else you'll never be principal of the new york phil which like that's a losing game. Um, now it's more like, well, you need to sound good just because, you know, you would prefer to sound better, to be like a better representation and like put yourself out there to be a better role model and like do the outreach you want to do. Like this just isn't the sound that I would want for myself to be out there right now. And that's more of an appropriate me-based goal <laughs> instead of like a, you know, magically becoming Chris Smith. <laughs> that's a very wholesome point right there, you know, finding just reasoning. Just sticking with that why and keeping the intention, like, it's like another thing, like when I'm working out, I'm not a model, right? So 
there's moments where like when I'm working out I'll get like caught up in like other people at the gym and like their intentions at the gym but you know I'm a trumpet player like (laughs) who, who did I ever need to be pretty for I'm already plenty pretty for what I have to do with my life like we don't need to like suddenly hate ourselves at the gym you're already doing plenty yeah my next suggestion is to find inspiration so if you don't have any inspiration to get started on something just maybe go on to youtube or instagram or something and just find other people your age or maybe older than you something you want to inspire to be and just like look at that or their post for motivation And also you can do this by looking at how far you've come in the past, like watching old recital videos that you don't want anybody else to see and just seeing, okay, well, a year ago, I couldn't play that high note, but now I can. So how much further can I get in the next year if I just keep going? Thanks, that like perfectly transitions into my next point, which was appreciating your growth and reflection, which like going back and checking your videos is awesome but that ended up actually making me kind of sad in the pandemic when I was like going through my um like bad shops like worn out phase and then I went back to one of my national trumpet competition videos and I was like dang I wouldn't want to compete against her she beat my butt (laughs) you know um but um the way that I've been like helping myself with reflection and things is like I've always kept trumpet journals throughout my undergrad and they're so cute looking back on them now of like my first time playing Clarks at like literally 50 BPM because I would mark all of my tempos and like you know I still mark my tempos now and try to like either meet myself where I was at before or go up another two clicks and it's been nice to see that progress like the cleanliness over time like there's something to becoming older too because there was a point where I wasn't practicing at all whenever I got back to the horn I was automatically better just because I was becoming like more grounded and aware of what I was doing you know what I mean yeah yeah I feel like that was like when you're working with like a middle school kid and they're like what do you mean I'm doing that and it's like they just don't have the awareness to like understand what they're doing yet but the older I get the better I become like aware of myself and the difference between like myself and like a more professional recording becomes more and more transparent to me I thought it would just be beating my face forever but time really does do stuff (laughs) yes yeah even though it's a a construct like we said (laughs) well I think hours and the numbering of time is a social construct but seasons and the flows and ebbs of time are real the idea that it's 1138 right now is it what's 11 38 really <laughs> but it's definitely summer i believe it's clearly summer i am in florida this is the present but 11 38 you made that up yeah i'm like i'm not committing to that <laughs> you even like change it up twice a year with this daylight savings business it's a social construct shows up to meetings an hour late because you don't believe in time <laughs> I, I i'm telling you my leeway is like five minutes on that it's like five i definitely show up like five to ten minutes later just because i don't believe in time anymore <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell if it's because i don't believe in time or if it's because i haven't navigated how to show up to places on time in a car still so i'm just mm. used to walking so it used to be such a strict like you need to leave at 6 30 in the morning or else you will never get there by eight 
But now I'm like, what are you, three minutes away? Leaves at the time I need to be somewhere. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I like looked up, because I am a chronically late person. No matter what I want to do, I'm always trying to be on time. And even if I'm like ready to be on time, I'll be like early. But then because I'm early, I'm like, I have time to do something else. So then I start another task. And then I'm still like 10 <laughs> minutes late to the event. And I found out that it's actually like a cause of or a result of stress addiction, because basically like you subconsciously want to have that stress of being late to things on time or all the time. So you just find ways subtly to be late and just have that little like bit of anxiety. And I don't want to have that consciously, but it's it's something I need to work through. Not addicted to the adrenaline of being late. That's crazy. <laughs> I've never even like thought of that before. Cause like my mom, she would drive me nuts because she's the type of person that can genuinely show up a whole like lifetime hour away from the time that you asked her to show up somewhere. Like it'll be show up time and she's hopping in the shower type vibe. Oh my god. I'm not and that this, bad. This will like rip my hair out as a kid. I would be like downstairs, like, mom, it's 30 minutes after we were supposed to be. And she's like starting her makeup. Like I'll be down there in like five minutes. Like straight lies the whole time. And I'm like, I don't know how. <laughs> That's why I always probably have like a five to ten minute cap on being late, just because it it horrifies me. Yeah. It genuinely horrifies me. Um, one day. One. Day. I'll get. I'm getting better at. I was so great at it before, but having a car ruined me a little. I think going to Baltimore and wanting to like build my reputation will definitely encourage me to like want to show up places on time because I think I also rely on my previous reputation now to allow me to show up late yeah that's what I do too yeah Yeah. I'll be like I know you're not gonna be mad at me (laughs) come on I'm leaving in a month we're homies you don't care (laughs) when I get to Baltimore I got sharpen up because you know we're setting impressions or whatever (laughs) all right so my final thing um is to make rules around what you're trying to motivate yourself to do so that would mean okay i can't hang out with a friend until i practice for half an hour today and just rules that are related to that so you're not allowed to do something that you really want to do unless you do the first thing yeah that's like very like um my professor would kind of always remind us, like, you know, you should be practicing on weekends. And we'd be like, what? <laughs> we'd be like, no, the weekends are for our friends, Dr. Moore. And he's like, yeah, sure, you're friends. But the long game here is becoming a good trumpet player. I don't know where these friends will be when you need the gig and you didn't practice your Petrushka, but <laughs> you got to see the long game. <laughs> Um, and I, that would always make me laugh because we really would just be like, it was so funny because like the freshman dorm I was in was like a music dorm and they ended up accidentally putting all the trumpet players for my year right next to each other on the same floor. And we were allowed to practice in the rooms. So you would literally just hear all of us like going nuts, like from Clark's to Petrushka pictures, like our contest pieces, like from 10 a.m. We were allowed to practice from, um, nine to nine so I think I was usually like the first in like the morning and then like someone else would be like going off until like 9 p.m at night wow (laughs) we like meet up for lunch 
we were like only friends with like people in the trumpet studio our freshman year it was very clicky <laughs> but I we mean, were good. good for motivation right it was very good for motivation we were very committed and very supportive of one another so it was it was a positive environment at least we're all still really good friends now and I'm excited to see one of them when I go up to Baltimore um right. my last point was uh forgiveness and self-respect so I with what Jazzy mentioned earlier with like you know like when you have like certain situations in your life like you know she's leaving her town right now so obviously there's certain like things within the discipline routine that we'd love to keep track of in an ideal world but like in forgiveness to like the reality of your life and like with self-respect to like where your heart needs to be it's like you know certain times where you're going to slip up so like when I was grieving I wasn't practicing like <laughs> like you know if I lo- I lost a friend in the trumpet community I definitely like didn't want to look at or touch my horn for a few days and the last thing I was going to do was be like oh no Brie you're not playing trumpet yeah I, I no <laughs> wasn't even like a I it was a little frustrating because there definitely were like people in my life that were a little aggressive about the idea of me not playing trumpet for a second just because I don't take breaks with trumpet that's like not a thing that I did before um but in that case I was like yeah I just need some air and I just gave myself that time get back to it when I could and you just like that's like the forgiveness part but the self-respect part is I knew I would get back to it I'm not gonna disrespect myself in the sense of like oh well, if you stop playing trumpet for five days like are you ever gonna play again like oh. Yeah, no, you've been playing trumpet for 10 years. I think you can respect yourself as a committed musician enough to trust that you'll get back on the horse and it'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's great advice. It's really easy to beat yourself up over the little things, but just remember the big picture. And then self-care is super important. You always want to prioritize that. That, That's why, um, you know, the meals are always in the, the list. Because um, I, I failed on that. That took actually, that was kind of a hard transition for me, planning my own meals. Because <laughs> it was like my, when I was doing like the 10 classes, my schedule was literally nine to six straight. And the end of it was marching band for two hours. Oh my God. With like concert band for another hour and a half before that. So I was very tired at the end. And I would like end up missing a lot of my meals a lot of times. So it took me a while to be like, okay, girl. So practicing three hours a day, we're at class like eight hours a day, and we need to eat somewhere in there too. <laughs> you didn't pay for the meal plan and not eat this pizza when it shows up. <laughs> That's uh, all my stuff. Forgive yourself, respect yourself, take care of yourself, and then get the work done. But you can only really get the work done if you like know why you're doing it and want to keep pushing on it. Also, don't create like external reasons to do things. I feel like yeah. we kind of talked about that a little by having like internal reasons but um like a part of like the being a New York Phil principal is like I just wanted to be the best mm-hmm. so that way I could like be the best trumpet player period <laughs> you know and it's like who's that for though and it's like to prove to everyone that I was the best and it's like yeah but I don't think that really serves me or my higher purpose in the long run so that's not like again just not enough gas to fill up the tank (laughs) you want to do our roses buds and thorns yeah do you want to start this week um yeah my rose is actually wait I'm gonna start with yeah my rose so the best part of my week this week was 
finally getting myself to the point that I could play four horns in one day. I had a little bit of chest pains and had to slow down, but I'm at a point where I can like confidently say like my recital's happening. I know what the rep is. It has touched my face again <laughs> and it is like coherently possible for me to play. My bud. For, for the audience who's not trumpet or brass players or musicians, what do you mean by four horns? Oh, um, well, I'm a trumpet player and trumpet players have like a couple different instruments and a couple different keys. I'm doing E flat trumpet, piccolo trumpets, E trumpet and B flat trumpets. The E flat trumpet's a bit more antiquated and it's pretty much reserved for just like three concertos, the Haydn, Hummel and Neruda. Um, the piccolo trumpets still use like for wedding things and orchestral music, but there's only like a few like, again, outdated, like older concertos for um, piccolo. I'm doing the handle and the Haydn. So handle for piccolo, Haydn for E flat trumpet. And um, I'm doing grant contest piece number two on B flat, prayer and praise on C trumpet. I'm closing out with an all girl trumpet trio, Bugler's Holiday. Aw, that's so nice. Yeah. And that was the first piece I ever did for like a, uh, like, solo and ensemble competition. Do you guys have that where you're from, solo and ensemble, or like some type of like learning solos and chamber music for middle school, high school students? It's a really interesting system in Florida. Like you get like a little medal <laughs> they give you and it's like a way to try to like trick public school kids into learning standard reps. So I did oh. Bugler's Holiday. Yeah. Yes, we had NISMA. Um, nice. So like every year you like do a level solo and then you get placed in all state or all county depending on how well you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. My first one was a trio, Bugler's Holiday. So I wanted to close out with like my first major work I learned. Um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, because Bugler's Holiday is just such a fun time. Um, and um, so that's my rose is finally getting progress on my recital. My bud is this podcast coming out in the Chromatic Brass debut tomorrow at CBC underscore Brass if you want to follow them on their medias. And my thorn is I almost crashed my car this morning trying to just get my chai tea latte. And um, I think it'll be fine. But my gas like suddenly stopped gassing as I was driving. But I was very conveniently able to pull into a parking garage that my car was already registered to with the university. So my car is just sitting like uh, almost a mile away somewhere. I just walked the rest of the way home and was like, I could feel my car like, about to fall backwards on the hill. So I just pulled into the garage and was like, it's just one of those days, man. This is like the third time my car's done this. So I'm like, it needed to get checked out before I drove up to Baltimore anyway, because that would have been dangerous. She was sputtering on me and I was like, it's time to pull over. So that's my thorn right now is that I definitely, after this, need to go back to that garage and call AAA and get it towed. <laughs> What's your really spuds and thorns? <laughs> Um, my rose this week is I completed the duathlon. I wasn't first, I wasn't near first, but I wasn't last either. So I was very proud of myself. And it was, it was good. I'm really tired from it still. It was on Sunday and today's Tuesday. So it was just, it was, you know, I, I was stressed. I also didn't get enough sleep because we left at like five in the morning to get back to Michigan, which is a 13 hour drive. So yeah. My, Wait, um, how was your uh, bike to run transition? Oh, it was good. I yeah. mean, I, I did it better. They changed the rules really last minute because COVID like relaxed. So when I had signed up for the race, they said like transition time doesn't count. You just go back to your car, grab your bike, and then you start the bike. But then 
literally on the day before they just said okay transition time counts now you're going to have this transition area you need to figure out how to transition and i had never practiced that because i was expecting it to not count so i was panicking and super paranoid for like the entire day before but i got through it so yeah i mean my first run was really fast because i was trying to keep up with people Um, my second run was like it was my average fast pace it wasn't super fast but it was it was a pretty good pace for being um, a second run after the first two mile run and the ten mile bike ride. So yeah, for sure, for sure, that's awesome. Yeah. What was the total time on that? I think I did it in under an hour and a half, actually, wow. which was faster than I had done it in my like practicing. Congrats! So, a yeah. personal best. Yeah, exactly. My parents were trying to surprise me by being there at the two hour mark, which was how long I anticipated it would take me. And then I was like done with the race. So they were on their way. They're just like, we're coming. I'm sorry. We were trying to surprise you, but we're still on the highway. So we waited and then we got breakfast at a diner, which was nice. Oh, I love diner food. Does Baltimore have diners? I don't know. Because Florida definitely does not. And I definitely miss diner food. Come to New York. (laughs) Period. Literally. Because I grew up in Connecticut. So it's like that whole like tri-state area is like diners on diners on diners. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then what's your bud for the week hmm, my bud I guess I'm moving to Baltimore next week which I really decided like three days ago that I'm moving next week so I'm excited to be moving which it will be nice like having a new start and just having my own space I'm excited to have like my own apartment now um have you not had your own apartment no I've always had a roommate oh yeah wow like I had my last roommate would disappear on the weekends because he was with his girlfriend on the weekends. So it was nice. It kind of felt like my own space for the weekends, but then it wasn't. But now I just like have it the entire time. It will be my own space. And I just need to make sure I try to keep it clean because that might not happen. But yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. Like I'm debating if I'm going to get my own place or not. And the debate is more of a, you know, tolerating my practice and then like a, do I really want to clean up everything by myself all the time? <laughs> um, and then what's your thorn? Uh, my thorn, I guess, because I was traveling like to New York, I just haven't been really big with my my step goal or my nutrition goals recently. Like I've been indulging in a lot of stuff. I mean, it's not wrong to indulge in stuff. I mean, especially since I ran that race, but mm-hmm. it's still just like, it feels bad. And then yesterday I only got 4,000 steps. And like, because my goal is about 14,000 steps it's just it it stresses me out to know I didn't get to move yesterday but how's your body feeling very tired so my body's probably happy I only got 4,000 steps yesterday because the day before was the race so I ended up getting 30,000 because I had the race and then we went to the city and hung out there for a little while so that was a lot of walking and then after that I met a friend in um Port Jefferson, New York, which is like a nice little Bay Area. And we walked around there too. So yeah, 30,000 steps is a lot. I think that's about, I want to say- Sounds like four miles? 15 miles. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, because 10,000 is about five. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, that definitely goes back to my like forgiveness and self-respect point. Like you gotta forgive yourself from the binging and respect that you're disciplined enough to get back on it, especially once you move. All you'll have to do that, like, well, what are your plans for that first week? Are you going to be, like, furniture shopping, or are you already, like, in a furnished place? 
Um, I have all my furniture in storage right now, so it's just going to be mm. shipped over there. And then I just have to get like extra things that I didn't have before, like a kitchen table, um, because I had an unfurnished house, so I had most of the stuff, but then my roommate had the other half of the stuff. So like, it's just going to be getting settled in. Then I have to start my training job probably the week after. Like I have a little leeway on when I start that, so I don't know how long I'm going to take. But I just want to establish a routine and just feel like I'm settled. I also have to pick up my chinchillas from New York because they're they're there right now. You have chinchillas? Me. Yeah, I have two chinchillas. They're named Chives and Basil, and they're adorable. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that they're turning so three cute. at the end of the month. <laughs> big hype! Big hype! Oh my gosh, that's so cute. They're Leos too. <laughs> yeah, July thirty first. So. Mm. Okay. So I went to New York for the ball drop um, of 2020, which was before we knew COVID was in the States. So Uh-oh. I got viciously ill once I got home and no one knew why until like March when everyone was screaming. But that was when I finally recovered on my own. <laughs> oh my God. It was a good time. Did you get antibody tested? Like, did you know for a fact? Um, I never actually found out like for a fact, but like, the way I was like hacking up a lung in February and everyone that sat next to me in a class also got immediately ill, gave me virus vibes. And I even went to the clinic and was like, I'm pretty sure I have that COVID thing they've been talking about. And they were like, nah, it's not here. Next week. Woo, woo, shut it down, shut it down. Oh my God. <laughs> That's just like how I remember um, March 25th. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo. Turn it all off. Turn it all off. Hand sanitizer. <laughs> Get the toilet paper. <laughs> uh, never forget. Hashtag never forget. Not 9-11 vibes. Well, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never forget. Man, I can't believe the pandemic's like over though. Okay, but it's like not. I feel it's so not, weird. It is. It's just... I don't know, cause I literally like I feel so people. gross. Do you wear um a mask when you go out? Not because I'm vaccinated. I started being lax on that just because I kept getting weird looks from people because I was wearing a mask, and I'm like, no, I promise you, I'm vaccinated. It's not like I'm not vaccinated. So <laughs> I have such like an ir- internal conflict on the topic because it's like I get weird looks for not wearing the mask because it's like people think I'm not vaccinated. But on the other end, I've also seen other people be like, I lost family members in the pandemic. And I find it genuinely rude to lives lost that no one's wearing a mask anymore. Mm. And I'm like, that's hella valid. And I do respect that. So I've taken the L on the looks because uh, if I were someone that like lost a parent in this pandemic and I just saw everyone not giving a hoot and moving on like before they should, before the CDC like fully verified it, I would feel really hurt. So out of like, I guess more like solidarity, compassion to those people who lost someone to COVID. I try to wear my mask when I'm out. Yeah. But I am vaccinated, so it's not going to be too like really affect anyone. Right. Yeah, that, that's a good point to bring up. So if you're vaccinated, please, or if you're not vaccinated, please get vaccinated. You should be by now. Really yeah, I mean, honestly, on the topic of like, if you're not vaccinated, you should be by now. I was talking to someone about like how funny it would be if you did get COVID in like July. Because it's like, <laughs> you could have not. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. I kind of want to see it. I want to laugh at somebody. So if you haven't been vaccinated, 
give me a good chuckle and like send me a pic or two when you're sick you know <laughs> let me know what stupid does to you how that affects you in the long run just remind me real quick I had a friend who like was um trying to see if my vaccination was magnetic and put like because um there's like a TikTok going around and if you like got vaccinated the government put a chip in you so if you like try to put up something magnetic to someone's vaccination it should stick and I was like uh <laughs> no <laughs> it didn't work and I was like yeah because you know it's a vaccination not a government chip oh my god um, can you yeah. still get vaccinated <laughs> but uh, again oh, if, if you you're don't afraid of needles that that's definitely a valid concern because I had severe needle phobia. Um, so on my blog, I have a post about it to Ooh. overcome needle phobia to get it. So plug the blog one more time for him. Jasminepiggott.com slash blog. And that's two G's and two T's. <laughs> one G, two T's. One G, two T's. <laughs> I always struggle with writing your name. I will always double check which one's double and which one's single. I don't know why. If there's one thing that my brain is like mildly dyslexic on, it's the topic of double consonants the word yeah. success got me for a while <laughs> oh yeah uh, it's it's they're both doubled right they're both oh, doubled yes, okay <laughs> i'm a confusion right oh my god professor will get me <laughs> yeah no everyone everyone spells my name wrong like they always the two G's two T's or two G's one T and then I'm like no or they pronounce it wrong I got like Peugeot at one point I got Pigot like Pigot <laughs> makes more sense because it's spelt that way but it's Piggot it's just Piggot that's it it's not that I funny. like how they make you fancy <laughs> I know <laughs> so see like I've got one person to call me Noonlay but that's it everyone just knows how to say my name they're just like Nunley period <laughs> yeah and there's someone in the collective now with the name Brianna, and now it's giving me mild regrets. I've Why? been debating if I would ever reclaim my true name again now that I'm like an adult person. So I always uh, like wondered if like when I became an adult person, would I go back to Brianna? Because Bri was just supposed to be a switch for when I was in jazz band, and there were three Briannas, and then it just lasted way too long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for me jazzy as opposed to jasmine it just became like because of my social anxiety i like take on this dis different persona depending on whether i'm jazzy versus jasmine like jasmine just feels super formal and everything so nobody who's my friend like will ever call me jasmine i freak out if they do i like look at them like what, what did i do wrong <laughs> literally no one's called me um brianna in like ever but like the few times that like someone does slip i'm like whoa <laughs> i feel genuinely disrespected yeah. <laughs> the only person who calls me brianna is my mother <laughs> same yeah. so i'm like whoa <laughs> did my mom just enter the chat <laughs> thank you so much for listening to harmony and healing you can find us on instagram and facebook at harmony and healing podcast and you can find me personally at the Jazzy Tubist on Facebook and Instagram and at my website, jasminepiggott.com. And you can find me on Instagram as at radiant underscore trumpeter. Thank you for listening and see you next Thursday.